you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit www.therockonline.org. And now, a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Come on, put your hands together for Reach Week 2019. It was a good week. You guys, you guys are a blessing. Every single one of you participated in what we're doing. You guys are a blessing. It was hugely, hugely successful, and it was a blessing to our city, and it's what we're called to continually be doing, loving and serving our Jerusalem with the love of God. You agree with that? You agree with that? That's, that's it right there. So I want to start and just um, go over what a few of our teams did and, and just, just kind of honor a few folks for their contributions. And first thing I want to do is talk about our support teams. We had a media team that was video and photography led by Matthew Lewis. We had our social media team, which was Pastor Hector and Nancy Lundy, who led that, did an awesome job. Our prayer team was led by Tom McGarry. Our child care team, hallelujah, was led by Jen Cologne. And we also had a team that went out and painted the 34th Street Wall, if you guys got to drive by and see that. And what was pretty cool was Pastor Hector put a message on there to, like, leave it for a certain amount of time, which, you know, doesn't always happen. And they did, and it was there. So hashtag Reach Week 2019 was, was, was representing. Good, good stuff. So give it up for those teams. Secondly, I want to talk about our St. Francis House team led by Diane Taylor. She's right over there. Wave to us, Diane. This team put in some hours preparing food beforehand, and they were able to go and not only serve 31 dinners to residents there, but they also gave some incredible opportunities for people to just get loved on who were going through a hard time in their lives. So our team represented not by just providing the food, but also providing the love of God in person. So thank you to the St. Francis House team for sure. Our Bread of the Mighty team, usually our largest team, Miss Pat Schaff led that team, and this team was fantastic. They served 111 hours total throughout that week. A great team serving to, to feed the hungry in our community. Also, you as a house, we donated 1,258 pounds of food. Give it up. Give it up. And they were grateful for that donation that continues to come on in. Some of you who continue to donate, thank you so much. I also have a special shout-out for that team. On Monday, Ms. Pat got a call none of us want to receive, which is from Wednesday to Thursday, due to a schedule change, there are no slots available for your people to serve at Bread of the Mighty. We were like, okay, what do we do then? Ms. Pat was thinking on her feet. She figured out a way to get one of our teams to serve and help one of the other outreaches, as well as she got them serving two days at St. Francis House, serving additional meals. So good, good, good times and, and excellent, excellent service from the Bread of the Mighty team. Next, our Williams Elementary School team was led by Bert and Heather Quarles. Uh, they were in our first service, I believe. That team did some great work to bless one of our public schools. If any of you are in education, you know this is a big feat. They moved two whole resource rooms and a classroom the day that they were serving that day. So that team accomplished a lot, and the principal was absolutely blessed, blessed beyond measure. So thank you to the Williams Elementary School team. Keeping it on the elementary school train, the Stephen Foster Elementary School team, God bless them because they did what I don't do, which is paint. Painting is a test of my character every time. But this team went and did it with smiles on their faces, led by Andy Knott, one of our, another one of our awesome servants. He is an all-star painter. And he led this team. They painted four staff bathrooms. They painted the whole staff lounge. And they also painted five picnic tables in the courtyard area of the school. So a whole bunch got done. Give it up. Give it up for the Stephen Foster Elementary team. 
Another team did some great work was our Rebuilding Together team led by Mr. Joe Faulkner. Mr. Joe's out of town, but if you see him, give him a big hug and say thank you. He went out for a week ahead of our team. It was a one-day team to do all this work, but he went out a week ahead, adjusted his work schedule so he could prep the site and make sure everything was ready to go so we got the work done we needed to. So props to Mr. Joe for that. Yes. We had 80 skilled man hours come out of that team in one day. 80 skilled man hours. And those of you who are in business, that's money. Thank you for 80 skilled man hours. The renovations included an entry ramp, a front porch rebuild, extensive repairs to a broken fence, yard cleanup, as well as an installation of safety equipment. So good job. Kudos to the Rebuilding Together team, for sure. Another team similar to that one was our, we had an independent home renovation project, which was done by my friend Andrew Brantley, who was in the first service as well. Andrew led a team that provided 84 skilled man hours that day. 84 skilled man hours provided to bless a family that was in need. Renovations included electrical repairs, painting, wood and door repair, safety equipment install, sheetrock installs. <clears throat> Take a breath. Wheelchair access adjustments, ceiling fan changeouts, dishwasher changeout, concrete entry ramp extension, and a special thank you to our friends from Liberty Air, Philip and Gina Ferrara. When they found out that this family's AC unit went out, they donated the AC unit and the labor to go along with it. Props to my friends from Liberty Air. We love you guys. Good stuff. Blessing people right there. Another team led by my friends TJ and Connie Young. Um, the Homeless Outreach. Yes, yes. Give yourselves another hand because you guys provided 102 care packages for the homeless. 102. Backpacks, stuff with all kinds of different things that people need. And, and our team was able to go out to the streets that day, pray for a lot of people, minister to a lot of people, make some connections to hopefully see some change long-term for people's lives. Okay? The biggest thing, we provided something for a day, but what I'm believing is the words that we sowed for eternity will bring change about in people's lives that we'll see for years to come. All right? So let's believe over that seed as well. The next team, our first responder appreciation team, Deborah Walters. Where you at, Deborah? Wave at us. My girl Deborah was up here singing a little while ago. I, I gave Deborah a little seed and she blew that thing up. It went, it went. You guys on the first responder team, salutes, hand claps, high fives, and everything else. You guys went above and beyond. It was amazing. The first responder team baked 744 treats along with some other ones they had provided. They drove about 91 miles total to reach 293 first responders at 23 stations. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It was so good. I just saw all the cars going out. They were here packing feverishly. You saw in the video there. It was a good time. It was awesome. And then lastly, our Ayers Rehabilitation Outreach Team, led by Matt and Erica Cassio, which Erica was just up here singing a little while ago as well. A great team. Uh, made up mostly of our kids from our youth ministry as well as some families. Um, I originally had had that they reached over, uh, over 50 residents, but they had 105 cards made to go with care packages for those residents they got to spend time with. Now, you guys didn't see a lot of video there because out of respect for the facility and the family members who are there, we can't take a lot of video and stuff when we go. But trust me, the faces of people, the joy in their lives, and the testimony from people from Ares who say, man, we love The Rock, and we love what your people do to bless us. So it was an awesome opportunity. And again, for all of it, all of Reach Week, you guys are a huge blessing. Give yourselves a hand as well. Now I'm going to invite Pastor George out. 
because we have a special presentation you guys have been giving all month in the Reach Week Fund, and he's going to update you on that. Hallelujah. It's good to be home in the U.S. of A. Hey, I want to say a huge thank you to my man, Pastor Jamie. He led the vision for Reach Week and did a phenomenal job with all the pastoral support and our team support. It was a tremendous, tremendous outreach. While 74 of us were in another part of the world, uh, we were so proud of the folks back home. I was getting pictures. I saw a video uh, that included some of our kids at one of the first responders, and they not only were providing treats, but they were praying. All these little kids were praying over the head of that unit, and uh, it so blessed me. I mean, I'm on the other side of the world, and uh, one of my grandkids was involved in that, and it just delighted me. But uh, out of all these things you guys did, just amazing the lives that were touched this week. But one of the things that Pastor Jamie and Hector and Nathan uh, started last year was we wanted to give an offering towards uh, a couple of ministries outside of our house. And so last year, you know, we did Created and, and Sarah. And this year, uh, we decided to go with two different ministries. And I, I was uh, kind of disappointed during the first service when I found out that these two ministries, uh, we actually do not support on a local basis. So uh, I committed to them starting August the 1st. We will be supporting them on a monthly basis. But I want to invite uh, our ladies from uh, Embrace Grace, Susan Matheson, and Foster, Florida, Lacey Basford to come this morning. And as, as they're coming up here, your total offering, if y'all could throw that up on the screen because I don't have it, but the total offering was, where is it, $12,168.24. And so it is a joy for me to present these uh, two uh, ladies that head up these amazing ministries, Susan with Embrace Grace, uh, a check for $6,084.12, as well as Fo uh, Foster, Florida, Lacey Bosford, $6,084.12. Ladies, thank you once again. Bless you. Amen, amen. Remember these ministries while you're praying. And uh, they do a great work, and we're just uh, thrilled to be a part of that. Thank you so much. And so now I want to invite the Peru team to come on up quickly. There's 74 of us went. We're missing about 10 today, uh, but the vast majority of our team were able to make it here. Uh, we regret those that are part of our team that are somewhere else today that couldn't make it. Uh, but uh, this was an amazing team. Let me just say as they're coming up... Um, this was the largest team that I have ever taken anywhere in the world. And uh, when we started realizing how big this team was, I went to praying in the Holy Ghost. And uh, because I just could imagine all kinds of things. But uh, there, there were 73 MVPs on my team. And uh, so you should give it up to the 73 MVPs because they, they were absolutely fabulous. Fabulous. We had two busloads. We were all on the same plane, and uh, we just had uh, just a wonderful week of ministry. You're going to hear from five of them that will be speaking on behalf of the whole team. Uh, you're going to get to see the dance that we did about 24 times a day between the squads, and uh, on the big Saturday night event, they did it on stage. Uh, we had young ones all the way up to Miss Rose Crane, who is a, who is a dancing dancing machine. And uh, it was awesome. But uh, these guys really 
you know, this was my 168th missions trip, my 37th nation of the world that I've had the privilege of going to for over 30 years. And uh, by far, this was one of the top missions outreaches I've ever been a part of because I got to see these guys. I literally, I did not have a clue when I went what I would be doing. I thought I'd be involved in all these ministry teams. I only got to see them at breakfast and at supper because they had me on a totally different, out-of-the-box, uncomfortable setting, and uh, I was thanking God that my wife was beside me, her and Melissa. My wife looked beautiful. She was beside me every... We, we, we were, if we were photographed once or on, in front of televisions once, it was at least hundreds of times, and uh, we met with the governor of northern Peru. We met with the seven of the eight uh, mayors. Uh, we were wined and dined and treated with unbelievable honor and respect. I was uh, uh, declared when I got there, I was told that I could not reference myself as a pastor, and then I found out they were calling me the ambassador. Um, and, uh, and it ended up being the ambassador, international speaker, Dr. Uh, Brantley from the United States and the United Nations representing <laughs> Missions.me. I, I got scared, actually, and I called the, the, the directors of Missions.me in Lima, and I said, guys, I'm afraid when I get back to America, I'm going to be arrested in customs for, for uh, you know, acting like somebody I wasn't. And they said, no, no, you are totally fine. You're the ambassador of Missions.me me. And so it was a very uncomfortable place at some point. And I leaned over to my wife and I said, you know, if this governor and the mayors and all of these top generals, I, we had the top uh, general over the Marines, the Army, uh, the Air Force, the top admiral of the Navy, and the Joint Chief of Staffs with us for three straight days. Uh, and they loved my wife. Oh my gosh. They, they greeted me, but they went straight for the double kissing, the, the hugging. She's in pictures. I didn't even know what she's in. I was like, when did you take that picture? She said, well, soon as you walked away. They were up there taking <laughs> pictures with me. She said at one time she thought she was Melania Trump. They were just, uh, she was beautiful. She's way more beautiful than Melania Trump anyhow. So uh, she's, uh, she's an amazing gift. And, and, uh, but we were just honored. And, uh, but before we move on, uh, we just want to say thank you to all of you guys that were here. Um, you guys, we knew that you were praying over us every day. We were getting the great pictures of what was going on here at home with Reach Week. Uh, but just to know that, that our families were praying, we, we went to play. Everybody on the stage was stretched. The medical team went to Peru, and they, th they said, Pastor, we thought you took us to Peru. The first night they came home, they got off the bus. They looked like wa walking wounded soldiers. They were getting off a military bus, and their heads were down. They were exhausted. They'd been treating people in the desert. We were literally in the desert near the equator, nothing but dirt. Hot tents with no fans and thousands of people being lined up to be treated. And they literally served every single day until the last person in line had been treated. And uh, they just did an amazing job. But we, we knew that we had your support here. And so before uh, we move on with this, I just want to uh, recognize all of you that served in some area of Reach Week here at home, the 13 different areas, as well as you gave in an offering or you brought food uh, to be a part of the food bank. If you're a part of that and you prayed for us while we were gone, would you stand to your feet so that we can thank you for all that you did? Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Wow. 
Thank you so much. You can be seated. Over 400 of us from The Rock were involved in Reach Week Gainesville and Un Solo Peru in uh, Peor, Peru. And I, I, just, I, I just know this. God is pleased. Because we went not in the name of The Rock or the name of us. We went in the name of the Father who loved us first so much that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for us. And he loves us, and he loves the world that we're living in. And my prayer is out of this last week that eventually what we did for a week in Gainesville, Alachua County, and Peoria, Peru, will become an everyday event of the people of the Rock of Gainesville. Our lives will be given and spent for the work of the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because though the world has a lot of problems with religion and the problems within religion... The question I've learned to ask people is, what problem do you have with Jesus, the one who died on the cross for you? And when you ask them that question, it goes deeply personal. And I am thankful for each and every one of you. So God bless you. We love you. Pastors, where are you? If you could come quickly. Uh, they're just, you guys sent us out. And I believe in the sending. I believe in the receiving. So if you'll quickly just lay hands. If you'll stretch your hands over us, we rejoice over your prayers then and now as we're back home. I stretch your hands. Father, we are so grateful for the opportunity this team has had. And we look forward even to hearing these testimonies, Father, and hearing everything that you've done and seeing over the next few weeks, Lord, as, we, as everybody has come home, Father, the, the, the fruit of what has been done. But, Father, we also pray, God, that there's so much seed that's been planted through this team. God, I'm speaking and releasing prophetically over that yes. nation, Lord, Hallelujah. that there is long-term benefit. There is long-term yes. results. There's yes. a long-term work that you're doing in the lives. Every person who prayed a prayer of salvation, yes. every child who was in a camp or was in a meeting, Father, or had a word spoken to them, was prayed over. Father, every person who receive the miraculous healing. God, I thank you. There is long-term fruit that is taking place, Father, that lives are being forever changed, and God, other lives in Peru are being forever changed, Lord. So we declare not just these who were touched directly by this One Nation One Day trip, but Father, I'm declaring the rest of Peru to be touched, Father, through the lives of those people who've been impacted. Yes. We thank you for safety and covering and protection and bringing our team home safely, and now I thank you, Lord, for, again, a blessing in their lives, Father, 30, 60, and 100-fold for the fact that they sowed themselves unsafe selfishly for the kingdom of God. We bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you, guys. All right, real quick, this is what we're going to do. We're going to share uh, about five testimonies. These five testimonies are different than the first service. They're going to represent the whole group. Hopefully, we got a little bit of uh, all the different areas of ministry. And uh, then we're going to let you see the dance as they perform it, as they performed it all across Peru, as well as on the big stage Saturday night uh, before I had the privilege of preaching the gospel, seeing over 70% of everybody in the in the plaza that night except Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. The gospel preached and people responded. And then uh, we're going to show you a nine-minute video that's going to give you kind of a highlight of every area of ministry that we did. And uh, it's a powerful video. Uh, I've cried every time I've watched it. It just hit the joy of what the Lord allowed us to experience. So these guys, starting with Melissa, are going to come and share. Good morning. Almost afternoon, 10 minutes shy of afternoon. My name is Melissa Berryman, for those of you who don't know, and I have the privilege of serving here on staff as Pastor George's assistant and Pastor Suzanne's co-assistant. And um, I had the opportunity, along with Pastor George, to lead the team that came from our house 
to Peru. And first of all, I want to commend my husband, who without him, I would not be able to do what I do. Um, he thought he was just sending me away for 11 days. He had no idea about all the nights prior to the trip, all the conference calls prior to the trip in preparation for this trip. So thank you, honey, for stepping up and letting me go. So one of the tasks that I had the opportunity to do was lead not only our team, but also join two other gentlemen there and lead the entire group of 136 that were assigned to Pura. And I want to share with you as a house just how well you were represented by this team who everywhere we went, People were just blown away by the way we treated each other, by the love we had for each other, because we really went as a family. And I want to thank you, the body that stayed behind, because without you, we would not have been able to do what we did. Some of you physically were unable to go, but in your prayers, in your support, your finances, you sowed so that we would be able to go and not only impact the lives of those that we ministered to, but also our lives were forever changed as a result. And so I commend you as a house and as a body for standing in the gap, heeding the call, obeying the call that God has put on this house to not only minister here locally, but to go to all of the world, because what we have here is something special. I had the opportunity on this trip to not only be with Pastor George, who's been my pastor for the last 17 years, but both of my parents also joined us. So I shared the first night we were there that I was probably the only person who could say that both of her pastors her entire life were on this trip together. And Really, it was just an incredible um, time of not only us being able to sow into the lives of other people, but for us to really be challenged as a group, for us to be strengthened as a group, for us to be equipped as a group to come back and continue the work that we started in Peru. Because something that Pastor George shared over and over again was we were not the answer for Pura. We were coming in to support them, to stand by them, to point them to Jesus, who is the ultimate answer, and also empower them as the church there to be the answer in their city. But we are the answer here in Gainesville. And that is something that we kept just going over in our minds. Those of you who served during Reach Week here, you are the answer here in Gainesville. So as a church body, let's continue to be that answer through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. Good morning. My name is Dorothy Etienne. And I was honored to serve on the medical prayer team. And we prayed for hundreds of Peruvian people, where the last report was over 800 um, miracle healings were recorded. I know that our purpose for going was to bless others, but I want to say that I was blessed in going, especially by the um, translator students. 
every translator that I worked with was so sweet and kind and very eager to help. One young man that I met um, the on the very first day that was our translator, he, he was um, a photographer, and he also teaches English at one of the universities there, but he was also a student. He sent me um, pictures that he took of us while we were there, and I would like to share something that he sent me in his email. His name is Renato, and he said, thank you for helping the people of my country. We are thankful for all you did here. And I would just like to say I'm so thankful for God, to God for the experience, and I will definitely do it again. And one other thing, I would like to say thank you to Pastor George and Melissa for just taking care of us. Uh, we, we had no worries. They took care of us. My name is Luke Brantley. If you haven't met me, you should. Definitely not the superstar. Nico headed up our squad. And he's, he's pretty epic, so... Um, along with Fern and Sam, we met up with three Peruvians. <coughs> um, one was actually from Venezuela, and um, I guess he went over because of, you know, all the effects in Venezuela right now. So he's, he's living in Peru, and he is reaching out to all these kids. Um, I, get, I wish we had a picture up there. So we got to go and play soccer, which was pretty neat. So our, our experience was a little different from the medical group. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, we had private drivers. So, um, you know, uh, we got to go to fields that actually had grass or turf uh, as the medical team was, was doing their thing in the desert. So, um, and it, gosh, it was hot there. So um, we were able to go. We met with a whole bunch of kids. We were able to speak into um, all the schools. And, uh, you know, we're... Some of the teams had a little bit of pushback. When a soccer team comes in there, there's no pushback. It's, it's they welcome you with open arms. They want you to come in. They want you to, you know, they want to see the gringos. Um, so they want to take pictures with us. Um, you know, so we were able to speak. Uh, our, our biggest group was 650 kids that we were able to speak in front of. Um, you know, our guys did altar calls. Um, every single time, and it was an amazing time. Um, some of the smaller groups, we had around 40 uh, kids, mostly boys, and they would come in. We were able to give soccer balls to the coaches. Uh, so it was, it was a really, really neat time that we had. It was very um, endearing being able to see the kids and the, and the feedback from them. So um, if you've never gone on a trip, I, I really encourage you to um, make the time to do it. So thank you. Okay, I'm Rose Crane, <laughs> and I'm just going to give you a little synopsis of what we did as the uh, teams that went out to the schools. So we would load up every morning in an army truck with army men, and, and we would, we, we, it was like we were going to war, and we were for the Lord. So we would go to, a, we were given three schools each day, we would go to the school, um, a few of us would go, our squad leader would go in with some influencers and a, 
interpreter and we would go speak to the director, which is the principal, and we would tell them what we were there for, although they knew in advance, but we had to make sure they still wanted us to come there. So we would go in, make sure that they, everything was okay, and then we would go out, do a dance, um, do a skit, do a game with them, and or um, give a testimony. So we had three schools a day, like I said. We were able to go into every single school. We were able to bring, ask them if we could bring a local church back in. We were successful with, we were 100% successful with our squad. We were able to talk about God to every single uh, school so, and bring his word in. So then what we did is uh, two influencers would go in, speak to the teachers alone, and um, pray over them as the rest of our team would go out and do their skits, the skit dance, etc. So we, we were able, once we were done, we would go back out, the two influencers, and we would start praying over these children or talk to them, give them um, these little Yo Soy stickers to, to uh, ask them how, let them know how uh, important they were to God. So I gained, I was blessed so much by just watching our team speak into these children's lives. I was blessed because these people are genuinely loving and kind people. They wanted us, received us unbelievably. Many of them gave gifts to a lot of squad people um, after when we went to the uh, concert. And that was also one of our biggest purposes was to spread the word that we wanted them to come to this concert to, to hear about the Lord through Pastor George. But I just want you to all know that it was an amazing experience. You all need to go to another country with Pastor one day just to feel that love, that need for God to be spread throughout the rest of this world. And by me being fulfilled there, I know that we all love God and live for God. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, my name is Nick Gamblin, and I was uh, honored to be uh, the co-leader of uh, Squad One, also a ministry team like Rose, and she kind of laid down uh, what our week was like, which was nice. Uh, I want to say thanks to my wife. Um, when we first heard about Peru, I said, honey, I, I feel like God's calling me to go, and uh, she said, yes, she supported me in that 100%, and um, she was at home with five and a half kids taking care of them, and I had the easy job of going to Peru. Yeah, five and a half. I, I'm not going to explain it. Um, so I wanted to add a couple things real quick onto what Rose said. Um, there's been a rift recently between the schools and between the church uh, over an issue. And uh, when we were able to go in and um, the schools that allowed us in, we were able to pray uh, with them. And we really opened the doors. So we're, we're back from Peru. We're not, we're not going, I'm not going back this year and maybe never. Um, but we made inroads for the churches to get back into the schools. And so I just want to add that as a really important part of what we were doing there. Um, also, some schools uh, turned us away. Rose got into every school, but we were turned away from some schools. And um, for me, that's when God really showed up big for us and showed that he's in charge. The two groups of people that um, we met that really made an impact on me, um, one the times that a school canceled on us, we went to a park and we started a dance party. It was awesome. Now, this group of Venezuelans um, who were, uh, had fled their country with just the clothes on their back, uh, they had nothing. So we got to minister to them a little bit. Another time, we, um, we met this uh, volunteer firefighter who invited us to the fire station. 
So we ended up doing that on Friday. It was, it was amazing. Uh, firefighters in Peru, if you don't know, uh, all of them are unpaid volunteers. Uh, they pay out of pocket for the training, and they volunteer their time. They've got other jobs, but they volunteer their time. They buy their own equipment, and they go and they serve the people of their city because someone needs to do it. Um, so uh, we visited them. I got this. Um, means a lot to me. So there's more to that story, but I'm out of time, so I can't share anymore at this time. Uh, thank you, guys. Hi, my name is Alice Randall, and pharmacy rocks. Okay, I worked in the pharmacy with a fantastic group of people. And as you know, pharmacy hours can be long, hard, and there was a certain level of frustration among the team because we didn't go to serve pills. We went to serve people. But God opened our eyes to the fact that the people we needed to serve were right there in the tent with us. And that was the fantastic number of students, of which there were always at least six or seven, who were working with us, pharmacy students who were receptive, eager, open heart fertile field. And so, I thank Marianne who prayed over us. I thank Dr. Terry who prayed over every script. And we worked that field. I thank Heidi who took several of those students under her wings, started pouring into them. And I thank Susan and Teresita who poured their words their love into a young lady who had no use for the church so that by the end she told us as we were leaving the country she sent a message that said she's now talking to God that's what we go for that's why we go so thank you Pastor George Pastor Suzanne that I've been able to continue to go and thank Thank you, Rick, our honorary yeah. <laughs> pharmacy guy. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Fernando, and I've been with the Rock of Gainesville for 14 years now. And it was a pleasure to go on this trip. It was actually my first mission trip uh, with the Rock. Um, back in Brazil, I actually served as a translator once before, but this is just completely different. So anyway, I was in the soccer squad. Um, Nico, our fearless leader, which I'll give him a shout out. Um, Luke was here and Sam, who's somewhere. Uh, we had the arduous task of playing soccer all day. So, so it, it was a lot of fun, but you know, what can you, know, what can you do? What, what can you really, how can you really challenge people? But just by playing soccer, people would ask us, and a lot, because we are being promised teenagers and kids, and we have no idea what their backgrounds are. We have no idea if they're abused at home. We have no idea what's going on. So in any event, um, at first, I was trying to quantify our success rate by, you know, we're playing soccer with them. What are we really doing? But it turns out that there was a lot that we were doing. The parents that were bringing them over to the clinics, the coaches that were bringing there, we were able to speak into their lives and show, really, God's love in a very practical manner. And, you know, when you see their faces, when you see how, how much you're influencing them and how much of a, a light of hope you are, I think that's really what brought, brought our, our crew um, closer to one another and really realize what we were doing and how important it is. So we were just playing sports, but that was a very, very important part of what we were doing. 
And pastor shared with us, I think Saturday night, how, you know, not to be discouraged potentially on not knowing the numbers or how many people you've touched, how many people you saved. And I was bummed at first because we were being promised, you know, four or 500 kids per event, but it turns out that we were getting, you know, 40, 50, and then we had big schools. But the bottom line was the following. We planted the seed and God's bringing the rain. And I think that's, that's where I think we touched all these kids and we might never know what the outcome was, but we followed, you know, we were following God's call and I think that's where we left it. So I'm very happy to have gone and I hope you guys all have a, a chance to go as well. Hi, my name is Renata Dolbeer. Um, speaking from a microphone is not my forte, but God stretched me. Um, and um, I had the pleasure of being a co-leader for one of the squads, which is another huge stretch. <laughs> um, but I was part of a ministry team, and what we did was we went into the schools to touch and minister to the kids. We did our dance, we did our skits, we did our plays or, or our um, games. And the kids really enjoyed that. And I just want to say that, you know, if we will allow God to use us and be our voice, he will touch us and he will touch them and use what we have to say to, to and, and stretch us so that we can have the confidence. Um, one day, my co-leader was sick and had to stay behind, and I cried. Because <laughs> I was like, Lord, I can't do this. But I knew all I had to do was say, this is what you want me to do. I will do it. So um, my squad, we went to 14 schools. We went to two parks. Our schools, not one school turned us away. Not um, every, we had influencers with us. They were able to talk to every group of teachers at every school. And each one of our schools was willing to allow the church to come in and help them with their children. So I look forward to where he takes me next. (laughs) So my name is Michael. I've been at The Rock my whole life, so 18 years now. And like Renata, I also don't like like speaking on microphones or in front of people, but I had to do it in Peru, and here I am again. Thanks to Pastor George for allowing me to speak, (laughs) because it is a privilege. Um, I just wanted to talk about God's love and how we went there to share God's love, but I experienced God's love through the people of Peru. Um, we went to a church on Wednesday. There was like, just our squad. There was 12 of us. And when we were there, we were greeted like, with so much love by everyone. They had like, signs up welcoming us. They had food prepared for us. And during worship, they'd had songs in English for us, even though they all speak Spanish. And so like, during worship, I just felt from God, and he was like, if only you knew how much I loved you and loved everyone. It was kind of like I'd never felt a love like that before, especially from complete strangers. Um, and so towards the end of the service, uh, there's actually a pastor from Seattle who spoke, and he kind of sprung on us that we were going to pray for the people. So he called us up to the front, and he asked people if they needed healing. There was about two or 300 people who raised their hands, and like 10 of us. You do the math. <laughs> so he had us just walk around the room and touch people. We didn't even get to say much, didn't speak the same language as them. So I was just walking around touching people, and I literally had to stop and just take a minute because I was so overwhelmed by God's presence. 
I just, I couldn't handle it. Um, and then after we came back to the front and he asked, was there anyone who didn't get prayed over? And there was like a like hundred people to raise their hands. I'm like, we definitely prayed for you, but <laughs> I guess you guys need more prayer. So we went back again. And so I went over to this one guy and just put my hands on him. And immediately he, start, he just collapsed to the floor, sobbing. I barely said any words. The words I did say were in English. He didn't know what I was saying. I prayed in tongues some. Again, didn't know what I was saying. But um, God used me to touch him somehow. And that touched me as well. So I'm Candace. Everyone calls me Can Dance, but it's Candace. Um, so I was on Squad One, uh, best squad, Squad One. Uh, so um, I was responsible as the MC. Uh, I was not wanting to be the MC when, we, when, when the job was given to me. Uh, but once you're out there, you just don't realize like the the impact you're making. Um, I was responsible for getting the kids hyped, for getting them involved in everything. But um, there was a Wednesday night or Thursday night, we went to a church, and um, I physically witnessed a manifestation of a healing. This guy's hand was like unable to move; it was swollen. Um, Anita's dad was praying for him in Spanish because he speaks Spanish, um, and I was just over speaking in the Holy Spirit. Um, so I was watching his hand the entire time and I just kept noticing like it's getting smaller, it's getting smaller. And by the end of the prayer, he was able to move his hand. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just one of those things that, um, you just, you know, you want to see, but you don't think you're going to see, but you end up seeing and you're like, watch, just God move in such a way. Um, but even more so than that. Um, witnessing so many kids give their life to Christ at all of these schools. We just don't realize here in America how big that is because we have so much. Um, but these kids, without shame, without any type of restraint, threw up their hands and we watched over a thousand and something kids get saved. So um, probably more, but it was just something that I never witnessed here in America and I just encourage you all if you get a chance to go, because they will love on you. They love all of us, and, and it was just the best experience ever. So, thank you. Well, this was my first mission trip, and when I found out that I was going to go to Peru was July 29, 2018. And my wife passed away t June 30th, 2018. And so, God put on my heart that Sunday to go to Peru. And so I went with a lot of expectations when I got to Peru, and I found out that instead of being on the, the medical team that was going to, or the part of the medical team that was going to be the prayer team, I was on the support staff of the medical team. So I became honorary uh, pharmacy rep, and um, <laughs> I had the awesome opportunity to, to uh, be able to serve Adrian and Sue Lewis, and it was just incredible. And I wanted to see people healed and and. And I didn't, I saw, I was actually able to witness uh, two people who had back problems because one leg was shorter than the other, and I actually watched God extend that shorter leg out to people. 
And I, and I thought, you know, God, this, this is absolutely incredible. But what really happened on, our prayer te- on the prayer team, because they, they were out there with us, they, every, every day after, like on Tuesday, after, after Monday, they came up Tuesday with a list of every, every person they prayed over that was either healed or had a miracle in their life. And so we were all able to share in that victory with them. You know, and, and we had some unusual conditions, and we worked pretty late, and it was, it was a long day. We missed the Wednesday service, and, and Mabel Lisa did a phenomenal job. And I had a chance to work with, with kids that I had had in my covenant group. I've watched kids that grow up, that have gotten married, that have had their own children and go out with their own children to this, and it, and it was just a tremendous blessing. And I really thank God for that opportunity. So on behalf of all of our team, I want to say thank you for your love, for your support, for your sending, for your covering. Uh, Between the team's expenses of going and the $85,000 we planted uh, as a part of the missions outreach there, our church family gave just under $260,000 towards this Peru missions outreach. And I want to say thank you because you... You never cease to amaze me, your faithfulness. The last night, um, a couple of things happened. Our um, young translator that had flown up from Lima, uh, they had told me at first that I could have my own translators, but uh, they had felt like because we had really went into this thing as a joint venture between 5,000 international missionaries from 43 different nations of the world came into Peru, but we had 7,000 strong Peruvian Christians that worked hand in hand with us. I think you ought to give the Lord a hand for that. 12,000. Believers working together across the nation of Peru, and we were way north, if you ever go on the map of Peru, we were way up north uh, in a, a little town, about 2.2 million people in the, count, in the state, in the province, and uh, uh, it was just a, a wonderful experience. It was hot, it was middle of winter, and we're near the equator, so it was normally about 88 degrees each day. Uh, the medical team just cooking out in that sun in the desert. Again, we thought we you know, were going to Peru, but they felt like they were in Afghanistan and it was hot. The tents were hot, but our team just, they just pressed in. And, and when I was watching that video, just all the different faces, the prayer team, the, everybody in each of those tents serving and, and uh, our soccer players just loving on preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our squads going in, through the schools and, and sharing the gospel. The very first morning at noon, I got a text from, I believe it was squad three, Dave and Ellen Weintraub. Were y'all squad three? Who was squad three? Was that there? Dave and Ellen text me and, and uh, they, they had just finished their first two schools and they had already personally uh, had the opportunity to lead 44 children and 12 school teachers to Jesus Christ. The very first four hours that we were on track there. And, and honestly, as I shared in the first service, uh, there, I, I, I believe that I got to witness more people coming to Christ in one week than I have in 35 years of ministry uh, around the world. It was just a, an overwhelming, uh, amazing opportunity. But that last night, uh, we were there, and they had sent me this young man. They, we really knew nothing about him. They just gave me his name, so I Googled him and found out that he was uh, just a very young man, loved God, and, and he made me look like a shrimp on the stage. He, you know, my top of my head went 
went to his shoulder, but uh, he was just a precious guy. Just He fell in love with our family, and we fell in love with him. And, and that last night, we were at the airport. He's there with us. He's flying to Lima on the flight ahead of us. And, and it just dawned on me. I knew missions.me was, had paid for his trip and flew him up and taken care of his hotel. But I thought, you know, he just became a part of our family in such a short time. And uh, he, he translated for me on Saturday night, the big event, and then again on Sunday morning. And, and uh, so I just quickly, our people were trying to get through security and, and I just realized, you know, we had not blessed them. So I just turned and said to everybody, look, if you have solos left, I, I want to receive an offering for Z and, uh, or you can put American cash in. And so only about two thirds of our team had actually made it through security and his flight was being called up. So several of the ladies, Renata and some of the others just went around with bags and we just filled it with all of our leftover Peruvian money and U.S. money and, and uh, we counted it real quick. And it, it was over 600 US dollars that we blessed him. And, and uh, so, I mean, the next day I get, a, I get an email from Z and he just said, oh, Pastor George, I fell in love with you and your wife, your marriage, your family. As most of you know, Suzanne and I celebrated our 40th anniversary the first day we were there preaching together. And, and uh, it was just such a wonderful experience. Who had ever known 40 years ago when we started, we were dirt poor and had nothing and didn't have passports that on our 40th anniversary, we would be in another country sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no, no greater thing I could have done. There's no greater place I would have rather been. As a matter of fact, I just got a text that many of our Peruvian friends right now are watching our service streamed online right now. So we want to say hi to all of our Peruvian brothers and sisters. We love you. They're, they're excited about our service today. They're watching and responding. And, and uh, so anyhow, the second thing that happened at the airport, we were trying to get our people through. We were the last flight out of Peora about 1040 at night. And, and uh, we were just sweating, getting everybody through. And finally, our last couple came through, a couple of our youngest people. And, and uh, as they begin to call the flight and the seats and they're getting everybody loaded up, all of a sudden, Melissa flips out. She runs to me and she said, go around, make sure everybody has seats. And I'm like, why? She said, just do it. And, and uh, I didn't realize, but that the last two of our young people had come through, they had put them on standby. And so we're getting ready. Our team's getting ready to get lined up, get in line. And, and, uh, and they're saying, we're sorry, there's no seats. Those two will have to remain. And I said, right after hell freezes over, well, I leave two of my people, no man left behind. Uh, it, it, it might be a Marine slogan, but it's also the Rocket Gainesville slogan. And, and, and so I said to them as politely as could, Melissa was pretty heated. So, so uh, she was talking to them and, and translated what I said. But I finally said, look, you, you do whatever you want, but you're going to either have all 74 of us on that flight or you get all of our baggage off, all 74 of our people, you rebook us a hotel tonight and then you rebook our flights all the way to Orlando, Florida. And while you're doing that, I'm going to call the governor. And, uh, and he, immediately they had found, he, somehow there were two seats that popped available on that flight and all 74 of our team got on that plane. And, and about 20 hours later, we flew uh, into Orlando and drove into Gainesville. So what a joy to lead this team. And, and uh, before we wrap up this morning, though, I, I just want to take this opportunity to, to say to all of you, any of you that are here today, you're new to our house, you're visiting, maybe you came to watch videos or hear some stories about some of your friends that have been overseas, or maybe you're watching online today and, and you have never personally received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. I cannot close this service out. I cannot wrap up uh, Reach Week and Un Solo Peru Mission Outreach to Peru without giving an opportunity to 
anyone that sits in this place that today you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, you might have hangups with the church. I get it. You might have had some pastor that said something and that offended you one day. And maybe your parents, you know, d- didn't raise you the way you wish they had. Maybe you have all kind of what ifs and why and why me and what's all the bad stuff that happened. And, and a lot of times we want to blame God. We want to blame the church. But I, I want to ask you a simple question today. In the midst of all of these reasons why you haven't served God, my question would be, what has Jesus done? To offend you. What has Jesus done outside of dying on a cross, a horrible death, so that his blood could cleanse you from all of your sin, all of your shame, all of your past, all of your rejection, all of your heartache? What did Jesus do besides going on that cross because the Father first loved you? He was willing to die on that cross, not only so that you could be saved and healed in your body and redeemed and and maybe catch a vision and a purpose for why you're even living, but, but the greatest thing is that one day when you enter through the door of death, and you will enter through the door of death, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe a year from now. I was at a funeral yesterday of a precious woman whose life... Seemed like she had just started living and all of a sudden she's 80 something years old and and she departs this world, but she departed this world in peace, having a relationship with God through uh, his son, Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, who gave himself freely so that you can have life and not just life here, but life eternally. You see, there's nothing I want more in my life than to live out the rest of my life for the audience of one, for God. To hear him say to me, well done, a good and faithful son. You received my love, but more importantly, you were willing to give my love. Today, if you don't know Jesus in this place, if you're watching online this morning, you've never received Jesus Christ. Today could be the absolute greatest day in the history of your life. The day when you say, Jesus, I'm tired of fighting against you. I want to receive you. I want you to be not only my Savior, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be that door so that I can have a relationship with the God who created me. A God that I don't fully understand. A God that's bigger than anything that I could imagine. But he's my God. He's the one true living God. And he so loves you. So I want to invite you to just bow your head before the Father right now. I'm asking believers to pray. And I want to give you just a moment to consider. Consider why you would not give your heart to Jesus. Consider why you would not surrender to the God who loves you so much. That no matter what your past is, no matter what you've done, no matter what sin you committed, All you have to do is ask and Jesus will cleanse you. He'll forgive you and he'll save you. He'll give you a purpose and a reason and an understanding for what the rest of your life could be if you would surrender to him. And then the promise that you will be with him and the Father throughout all eternity. Jesus loves you so much. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. Believers are praying. And right now, I'm going to ask you to consider doing something that God himself cannot do. As much as God loves you and as much as God gave his son Jesus for you, 
And as much as Jesus was willing to die for you, not, not with any guarantee that you would ever surrender, God gave his best for you. And today I'm asking you, I'm asking you to consider making a choice to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. He cannot do it for you. And he will not violate your will. And he will not force you to love him. But this I can tell you today, that Jesus loves you with arms spread open wide. And he's standing at the right hand of the Father today, praying on your behalf that today you would surrender to him and receive his love. With every head bowed, believers, would you pray? If you're watching online today, I cannot see you if you want to raise your hand, but the Father can. You can contact us, email us, or call us. And we will rejoice with you and help you and encourage you to get plugged in. But for those of you that are in this room this morning, this is your moment. No one's looking. It's just between you, me, and the Father. But what a joy today if I could lead you in a simple prayer that will change your eternity forever. If that's you right now, don't wait. Would you just lift up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me today. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. This is your day. You can put your hand down once I've seen it. But today is your day of salvation. Today is your opportunity. Today, God's love can change you forever. Impact your life for eternity. Anyone else want to join this man? This is your day. It's your opportunity. We have sown so much seed. And we're believing God for harvest. Tomorrow, we're going to go back out into our world. But today, we're going to rejoice with this precious man who just lifted his hand. I'm going to invite him to pray along with all of you. Pray this prayer, sir, out loud. Pray it from your heart. And I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer that's going to change your eternity forever. And then we're here to love you and to help you, to teach you and to disciple you. And to tell you that today you're going to get a family bigger than anything you ever dreamed or imagined. You're going to become a part of the family of God. Pray with me, everyone. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, I come before you. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Today, I'm giving you my life. I'm inviting you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sin all of my past, all of my failures, and all of my rejection of you. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you. Today, Jesus, I'm choosing you for the rest of the days of my life. I pray this. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand for our precious brother over here this morning that has just given his heart to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We bless you, sir. I bless you today. Today, you have a family like no other. Well, before I turn it over to Pastor Jamie real quick, one last 
quick testimony. And I just want to say over the next several weeks as we get into this new series that we're about to start, we're going to camp starting next Sunday. We're going to have a great time. We're going to camp and we're not leaving, leaving Gainesville. We're going to be right here in the air-conditioned building, but uh, we're going to have a great time. Uh, all the pastors will be joining with me over the next seven weeks. You're going to hear from all of our pastoral team as we preach uh, different messages, and uh, you'll see the preview again in just a moment. But before I give it over, uh, last week at the end of our Saturday service, uh, we had a wonderful time headed back to the hotel getting ready. And a few months ago, uh, I met a precious young man who came to visit our church a couple of times, and uh, he was a friend of one of our young college students. They met up in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, where he's in full-time ministry up there working with a local ministry, reaching the churches and the people of Louisville, Kentucky. But uh, he met one of our young ladies who uh, happened to be graduating from college up there on a prayer outreach. That's a great way for young people to, to meet each other. And uh, he came down to visit a couple of times. Eventually, we ended up talking and meeting. And uh, a few months ago, while this young lady was off on another missions trip, he called and asked if he could join our team to go to Peru and be on the missions trip. And, and uh, with all that said, with his uh, uh, with, the, with the blessing of uh, Daryl and Susan Card uh, and his family, uh, this young man, Luke Long, uh, asked uh, Allison Card to be his wife on the night of our great celebration. She said yes. We got it all on video because I was peeking, and uh, it was awesome. They're actually up in Minnesota with family today. So Allison, Luke, congratulations. We love you. We're happy. We celebrate you guys. We celebrate all the family here. So, uh, wow, what a great way to meet somebody to spend the rest of your life with on the mission field. So God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this message from The Rock of Gainesville. For more information about our church, visit www.therockonline.org.